0: Black Men Cry To is an invitation for men of color to feel safe to share their truth and unpack their hurt. This space was created for black men to feel empowered and know it's okay that they can cry too. Support for Black Men Cry To comes from NYC's Heritage of Pride. Thank you so much, NYC Pride, for selecting us for your give back so we can encourage Black men to know that it's okay that they can cry too. Another dope sponsor we have for this season of Black Men Cry Too is Black-owned Scotch Porter. Fellas, if you want the best products for grooming and wellness, head over to blackmencry2.com and follow the affiliate link for special inventory and special discount let's not forget our special partner for this season happy cork where you can not only get the best wine and spirits but you can get the best black owned wine and spirits with this black owned wine and spirits store in the heart of brooklyn head over to happy-cork.com and let them know black men cried who sent you this is a special episode, right? Yes, every episode is special. No, but this is like a... Every episode is special. Because
1: the season finale came out already. Yeah, it did. All right, welcome to a special episode bonus of... Bonus episode. Bonus episode.
0: Bitch, I said... <laughs> I know, I'm trying to help okay. you out. Welcome to did a bonus... Bitch. in the episode? He did. Can That's he? cool. Oh, okay. Bitches cry too, I guess. Bitch men cry too. Bitches cry too. Bitches
2: bitch man cry, man too. Man cry too.
0: Bitch men cry too. They do. All right. We're all inclusive over here.
2: We are. We are they, they are them. Is bussy boy pussy or... B- yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know which one. I heard boy pussy and then I heard butt pussy. And I didn't know which one.
0: I mean, both work. <laughs> but I yeah, I used to say that to this guy. And he never knew what it was. What, and then bussy? He, yeah. And then he like said it back to me one day. And I was like, you still never looked up what this word.
2: Ew, you like your bussy beat? Do I? No. But I thought, again, I thought bussy was... Okay, so if it's a woman, it's Busy, butt pussy. Yeah, butt pussy, I guess.
0: <laughs> Apparently, this is an episode of Horrible Decision.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Where's Weezy? She's <laughs> in Mexico. Damn, I wish I was in Mexico.
1: She's in Mexico? Yeah, I said it. Was. All right, go, cool. Go All it. right. Uh, welcome to an extra special bonus episode of Hashtag Black Men Cry 2. Mm. Um, two O's? Where... Huh? With two O's? With two O's. Okay. Maybe three depending on how you feel two mm. but two for sure <laughs> mm.
2: should I redo that intro? whatever no. makes you happy I, I'm gonna keep going um, I'm so glad we put him in the middle
0: me too this is gonna
2: be so much fun is this an episode about me? <laughs> Loki? right I feel like we should now just ambush him and ask him questions about himself but you, got, you already did an episode do you remember which number it was? I've done a number of them I didn't like number three. You did two. I did like number 3 you did 2 yeah. i did 2 You were in season one. Mm-hmm. There
0: you go. And, and
1: season then two. And season two. two. And then a bonus episode. A, oh, oh my God, you're here re- again re- re-
0: for season three.
2: You just can't say It's a stay bonus a
1: episode.
0: So you're just a bonus.
2: That I'm re-recording. <laughs> but imagine being two <laughs> I'm seasons stadium? and then you were in a bonus. <laughs> That's like an encore.
0: <laughs> He's the encore of the Just encore. make me the co-host. What's up? You want me to co-host?
1: No. No, I get intimidated by straight men sometimes. Why? Uh, uh this is not about me no uh, but answer
0: the question <laughs> so, i mean why i'm a um, straight man now, we're having
2: now, now, now i'm
1: offended why are you intimidated by me uh, no i'm not Ooh. intimidated by you
0: mm, now I'm that you should be no, no, they're straight, they're not straight, there's, right. there's certain straight
1: men that i am intimidated by
0: and what are those um, because there's
1: so much uh, What are those? <laughs> there's are you so much um, that joke um, you? oh my god I we do. can't just I'm keep old, one conversation going right i'm just gonna drink
0: no, flat. go ahead. Tell us. You're, you're offended. You get intimidated by straight and men. Actually, if you watch episode
1: two of season one of Black Men Cry 2, I talk about that on there. I love that song, We can go back to that episode. Let's go Give me a new viewer. Listen to that. That, that was being good said, good answer. On today's special episode,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we're going to unpack your hurt.
0: Oh. I don't Damn. <laughs> that's not what like I sign up for that.
1: We're going to... Talk about something that happened to the main two people behind uh, Black Men Cry 2, double O, not three. We said double O. <laughs> behind uh, Black Men Cry 2, who suffered similar losses within the same year. This Is going to be the whole topic?
0: I know. I was like, wait a minute.
1: Still had <laughs> the capacity to come into the studio okay, here here we forward, go. and bring you the content that they bring you
0: okay now, that was a good spin he's doing good
1: i've never been in your shoes um as we all we all pray to never be in, in before
0: that you say that can we, i feel One like second. we need to take a we're shot take to a that
1: shot. no we're gonna take a shot to it in a minute in a minute oh, I, I, to know. It. I just I gotta like really i gotta really, right. pack, right. it. I got really pack it i gotta really to pack shot. it i gotta really pack it right and i lost my train of thoughts so on that note cheers
0: oh, no. oh i'm sorry babe cheers I can't and, I, and I was and like, apart. "Oh, why can't you reach over? Why can't you reach over?" Because I'm about thirty. I have with a,
2: I have and a, and yeah, I have a mild herniated disc at, at the age of the tenderoni age. 27. Mm, yeah, oh, 20 20. I feel like it all starts falling down at twenty-five. No. Thirty.
1: It's thirty. Uh, you literally the day after you feel it. Mm-hmm. Oh, the knees start to hurt.
0: Oh. Remember so when I was on the floor? That's, on that's line? what I'm afraid about. It took a while for me to get up. To get up? Yeah, I had I had support get me up at my birthday. Really? I love it. She was going hard. I was. We're high. Very. And Inebriated. Very. Yeah. And old, old knees. Help me yeah. up, guys. Help me up. Help yeah. me up. I feel like that's you
2: handle. I feel like you handle your substances really well, though.
0: I appreciate that. I used or, to or, not. Or, I mean, for, she doesn't. For what doesn't, I've doesn't seen. I what used I've to seen. not be able to. I,
2: I think if you know
1: her. Well, yeah, that's true. That's why. If I'm If you thinking. really, really know her and you just look at her, sometimes we're on Facetime and I'm like, hmm.
2: She's
0: high as fuck right oh. now. She's really high. Yeah. Very. She'll text me.
2: Be like, but you see, that's that's why I feel like she's good at it because. You're you're able to be like, oh, by the way, I'm high right now.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna put it out there before you ask. So you don't be like, what the fuck are you saying? You'll be like, okay, she's high. Or
2: if you do
1: say something, she'll admit to it.
0: Yeah. And you've not I I can't lie. You have to tell me something while
2: you were high that I'm like, this seems out of par. You'll probably text really fast, but then I still don't even see that as out of par. I'll be like, Oh, okay. She's just by her phone at this moment. Why do you think she's so easy to be like to at least let someone know that this is an exceptional occasion and she's typing this way?
1: Cause I think if you really know her, you already know. So if you're reading the messages, you're like, oh, okay, something's off. So she something's just, off? you know, she'll save you the guessing the guesswork and she'll just I'll just
0: you know, say yes, I'm so, high. Yeah. Yeah. Okay,
1: definitely.
2: definitely. All right, yeah. so how are you gonna start this off? <clears throat> I thought we started already. I mean
0: kick off your first question. Yeah, kick off. You kinda we derailed you because you got hella deep for the intro and i feel you like still broke. haven't
2: said what it is that we're like we have really? we're gonna talk about and like what we went through. i said it you uh, <laughs>
0: you said okay we cut you off when you said you pray that you don't have to go through it i mean you will at some point in time well
1: no absolutely yeah. um but but what i think what i meant by that is at you know this young at this, yeah like so early on right and and the both of you had a similar loss right but to two different causes yeah um one of which I I from what I remember and we can talk a little bit more yeah. about it um but your mom was sick.
2: Yeah so my mother had brain cancer. I didn't know. So she went through that for 2 years. Right. And then you know eventually the disease kind of spread and everything like that and then you know do it. And
1: and in knowing that she had stage uh that she had uh uh brain cancer
2: um was there a lifeline? Was there, or was there hope that things so, could get better? What the, the interesting part about it is that the expectancy of someone's life after a diagnosis of brain cancer, particularly, is around two years. Two to three years. Okay. And then there's like, I think, a one to five percent chance that it goes longer, which is a crazy thing to think about. Right. Uh, but the process in itself is just from what I, what, what I saw, it's just draining. Right. You know, when people go through radiation, chemotherapy, it's like a whole two years. But I'm not going to lie. In hindsight, I feel like that went by fast. Right. Well, the last six months did. The last six months went by fast. But I'll get more into that later. Gotcha. And then in your case,
1: it was sudden. It was abrupt. I mean, um, we are a little closer. So I remember getting that phone call. Actually, the text message. And I was like, "What is she talking about?" We had just finished texting in a group chat, just kind of joking around and whatever. And we do have a little bit of dark humor sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so when she texted me that, I was like, "Huh?" And then I was like, "What?" And then she repeated it, and I'm like, "No, I need to call her." Um. And then it was it just kind of. I think from that day on, for like the next six months, it was just so, like, a roller coaster. So for it to happen so unexpectedly, um. I can't sit here and ask you, well, how did that feel? Cause clearly, um, <clears throat> but how do you cope with something like that? You know, what, what are some of your coping
2: mechanisms? And, and I don't think it's wrong for you to ask how she feels. Cause I feel like it's, everyone has their own unique feeling. That, that is true, And it'll be probably much more interesting every single time. If you ask anybody who deals with coping or copes with losing a parent, period, right. you know? Right. But uh, yeah,
0: sorry. Yeah. So one thing I was going to say is because we all kind of danced around it, but I feel like everyone knows at this moment. But to sort of take a step back Ed in here has been the videographer since season one. Yes. Episode five, six, you jumped on episode six. So the first five episodes were recorded by someone else. Yes. Episode six onwards has been solely you. Yeah. Um, oh, no. But then you had some that were remote. Which I don't remember the gentleman's or correct team, correct. But yeah, but yes, yeah, mostly. But you still edit it, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Um, so I do consider you the executive producer of this show.
2: Uh, take that, Felix.
0: I like that. Oh, okay, because you're Felix. So
2: he's oh director. wait, you said take that. Felix. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just want to it went over his
0: head. You know, sometimes.
2: I no, I kind
1: of heard, but I wasn't sure what he was talking about. So I just kind of oh, the microphone didn't because it's, it's so sunny that, that it
0: slides
2: over. It still sweaty? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry.
0: (laughs) Um, so within last year, wow, because we're both in our one year, um, me and Edin both lost our mothers. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we have I have this podcast and Edin is a part of this podcast. We talk about heavy things, heavy topics. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just want to make sure everyone is aware of what it is that we're speaking about in case someone may be tuning in for the first time and it's unaware.
2: We didn't touch on that.
0: No, I mean, it you didn't. You, you did were,
2: great. I mean, I think what's interesting is that you were leaning to the idea, which is probably like the, the first bubble, yeah. which is like, no one wants to go through that, Yeah. but it's going to have to happen. Yeah. Gotcha. And I think, it, I mean, at one point, it just kind of in the space of it all, someone could think about what it is, and then here right. we are. Right. Yeah. Uh, so go on, go, go.
0: To Adam's point, the how are you feeling question. Or how do you feel? I feel like people that are going through grieving and loss, and you can, you know, chime in at any point as well, it could be a very triggering question depending on the day or depending on the person. Right. Because it's... People, unfortunately, we don't know what to say. And we are trying to be comforting as possible when you experience something so traumatic. And when you experience something so traumatic, you can fumble around your words because it's like, I care about this person so much. I want them to know that I feel for them, but I can't feel the feelings they're feeling. Mm -hmm. So what can I say or do to like be present and be supportive of them? So to Eden's point that how are you feeling can be triggering by some people because it's like, well, what do you have to say afterwards? Like, can you even handle what it is that I have to say with how I'm feeling? And if you can't, then like, why bother even ask? And there's certain people where you can ask me, how are you feeling? And if you were to ask me that question, if Mm -hmm. Adam was to ask me that question, I would be honest about my feelings. And Mm -hmm. that's how I can be honest about the fact that like, yo, I'm high right now. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm letting you know, like, where I'm at right now and where my state of mind is. So if someone I trust solely asks me, how do you feel? Like, I can feel comfortable answering with my truth. And my truth is I feel broken and I feel lost. Right. And even today we're talking to my roommate, we were talking about religion and I was like, there's the reason why, even though I grew up in the church, why I don't go to church anymore and why I say me and God have a funny relationship because it's like, do I believe in a higher being? Of course, but do I feel confident and comfortable to be like, let me praise this higher being? No, Right. this higher being took my mother at the age of 29, I got beef with this higher being. Like, to me, this higher being is a man because that's some man-ass shit to do. Like, that was, that was, me and God got some beef. That was foul Mm -hmm. to me. But, in that, I've recognized my growth and people have helped me point out my growth. Yeah. And, I do attest therapy to being, why I could be so introspective and have a certain outlook on this, awful gift and this beautiful pain, because at the end of the day, it's pain we will carry forever. Correct. But in the sense of who you have in your circle and how you look at life and situations, you can turn your pain into something beautiful. And I think that's a test to what you were saying, how me and Ed are able to still show up and do our job and be around creatives. And you, I couldn't tell you that I have ever seen Ed and wear his pain on his face or wear right. his pain anytime I've been in here. I haven't.
1: Right. Well, and I can attest to that. I mean, I've been here a couple of times,
2: and you've yeah, been- we were we we uh my whole family we we that was like we kept that quiet, yeah, just because we. The last thing I think you would want. I mean, for, I guess for me, mm-hmm. and I guess the way my family runs stuff, the last thing we want is that. Almost every day, someone asks mm-hmm. you about that situation.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And what I thought about earlier as well is, you know, for me, uh, you, you mentioned the fact of people asking you how you're feeling. But then I'm sure you've come across situations where like they couldn't hold up to the, mm-hmm. the, the fact that there's a lot of stuff. The way I kind of coped with that was uh, I would get technical. So the people who knew were very minimal, like people I work with or uh, like like more so people I worked for or like maybe a couple family members max and then a couple of my friends uh I just get technical I'd be like oh yeah well she gotta do this this that and this is the next thing and then this is the process and blah blah blah. but there's obviously like a whole other bubble or ground or layer that I will never want to share with anybody because that was just the deep tough part that maybe who I am now almost a year later you know it's still tough it's still it's still a, a whole lot keeps getting bigger and bigger, but it's just almost you, once you kind of uh, see your like surroundings, you're like, all right, we well, got you got to start growing. You got to start moving up or, you know, but still keeping the memories there.
1: Now, when you say that, right, it's, it, it almost sounds like you're hesitant or afraid to be vulnerable.
2: I uh, like to choose what I'm vulnerable with. OK, but if it, But right, because right. I can be as open as a book as I'm comfortable, undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll say a lot of things about my personal life. We know. I think that, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, for the shows I've worked for. Yeah. A lot of people know a lot of <laughs> interesting things about me. But even that being said, as much as I could try to be vulnerable about that, I'll be as vulnerable as getting on a show and talking about my past experience. But again, I think it's like I forgot what the whole psychology thing. I think it's like you just have layers of bubbles mm-hmm. of what people know. Mm-hmm. And going technical is easier for me than to try to have you understand. I would never want you to feel what we felt. Right.
0: Right.
2: You know, because why wouldn't want And I you couldn't. That? And you can't. And then I, I kind of dreaded the idea of filling someone's head with that idea. Okay. Because in those two years, all I, all I had was those two years to think more about the fact that that day is going to come. Right. And it did. And here I am now. Gotcha. So it's a it's a weird it's like a it's like a selfish but then not selfish thing. Yeah. The last thing I need you to go to do to do is to fall asleep thinking your mom's going to die the next day. Right.
0: Right. That sucks. Right. Of course. Right.
2: Now you mentioned
1: um, the word trigger earlier, and I know that you know being such a close friend to you, um, and even with you when it happened with you, I was very okay. I'm just going to send my condolences.
0: Condolences. There you go.
1: Um, I'm just going to send that and (laughs) send that. You know kind of go with Tread the life. flow and see okay how do i pivot how do i say this what what do i say here and i especially with cat like i was talking to aya the other day and i was like you know i don't really bring it up with cat because i don't think you need to right like this is something that's constantly on your mind mm-hmm. so i can't you know how some people and no disrespect to anyone but they're like oh how's your brain and how's your how's your heart how's, yeah, you your say, heart? how's my brain I,
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh... wait what my, uh, my mom had brain cancer. cancer. Yep. It's okay. By the way, I get, get, I get very not, dark with these things too. This is why. But I'm it's, it's
0: a coping mechanism. It, not the <laughs> best coping mechanism. But not but, the best for some people. Yeah. But like, I once said something like that. <sighs> if anyone follows me on Instagram, I can be very risque. And then one day, I posted something risque, and I looked at my friend, and I said, "Why am I afraid? Who gonna tell my mom?" Yeah,
2: I would, For real, she's watching.
0: I know she is. <laughs> I think yeah. about that sometimes when I have but sexy see this, time. But that, oh my god! Yeah, that. So by I the way, about that's about very that interesting.
2: Time. The whole they're still watching thing, because then there's shit that I be doing that I'm not I'm like, proud of. I'm like, I'm like, damn. <laughs> I hope she sleep. I hope she sleep. I'm like, Bro. I hope she sleep. That's the that's the weirdest part. Yeah. It's like gotcha. you see, like when people are like, now they're with you everywhere. I'm like, damn. Like, I kind of don't want that. Not there, on I kind of want her time. doing <laughs> right. I hope she's doing something
0: else. Like, just ask God
1: to turn on the TV. So before we talk about sexy time, because that was on my that is on the list that is on the list interesting okay. well because i had the same anyway we're gonna touch on that triggers mm-hmm. um a lot of people reached out to me uh when everything happened with cat and maybe up until six months later um asking you know me house cat Kat... yeah oh, well that's why we're here mm-hmm. uh, we're unpacking our truth <laughs> um asking me you know house cat feeling like hey like she's a fucking firecracker
2: hey. right what does that mean
0: I don't pop off at any second. Yeah. Uh, if so, I, I feel a boundary, let me reiterate, disrespect and selfishness are something that I cannot tolerate in my space. And if I feel like either one of those are being challenged, I will go off and defend myself. As well as others who I feel are being right. treated that way unfairly. So it's not just a selfish fact like, oh, I'm going to just pop off on anybody towards me. Like there's videos of me jumping in front of someone else's defense. And I don't even know these people. Because one I time we
1: were at a club them. and um, we were drinking and we had to go to the bathroom. Remember, there's only one bathroom and Yikes. some white girl <laughs> skipped us. Not a white girl and black man. And, and she, she was, was like, what the, the fuck, fuck the fuck?
2: You don't remember that? Mm. We were celebrating. It was your birthday. Mm. She probably, like, blacked out. In any case. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I, I follow you on, on Twitter, so I, I see when you rant. Oh, yeah.
1: All we feel. Love, that. That's why I be loving Twitter, because it's right.
2: like, I'll see that. I'm like, cool. So, <laughs> wait, wait. No, we're not going to touch. We, we, we jumped from
1: one to the other to the other. So, people would reach out to me and and be like, you know, I I, I want to reach out to her, but I don't know, like, is she okay? Like, they're scared to reach out because yeah, they didn't. You were, too. I was petrified because they didn't. If you're on the other side of this, the wrath is really bad. Oh. Um. But you've been on that side?
2: No. On her wrath, No. Okay, no. cool, cool,
1: cool. Um, so what does trigger you? Are there things that still trigger you? Of course. And how do you cope with said triggers? And then the same question for you.
0: Triggers are interesting to think of um, because I don't think... I don't know if there's anyone who could be like, all oh, these things trigger me. You don't know what exactly mm-hmm. is going to trigger you. I think the way I define my triggers is anything that comes across as inconsiderate. Okay. So when you're not taking in consideration grace of what this person is going through now, if they're pushing it, then you'd be like, all right. And like for a circumstance to use you and I, for an example, um, we've had a business relationship for a few years now. And it's the first time in our business relationship in a few years now, something happened with the show yes and y'all gonna tell me later right you knew about this okay to put it out there there were some episodes that I need to be re-recorded yes Correct. and it was as simple as that and even when I had said it to certain people like I need to do this or I need to figure this out and I was stressed I was stressed but I wasn't upset mm-hmm. and people were like oh you should have I'm surprised you didn't why would I go off on someone when I know what they're going through and I know this person for so long and nothing like this has ever occurred. Yeah. So that's a grace I'm giving. Oh, and yeah. it wasn't even like, it wasn't a second thought of me to not give anything but grace. Why? Because a solution was also presented. Right. Now, if it was just here is the error and I had to pay, for the, uh, yeah, I had to do extra yeah, I've, on I've met a head.
2: lot of people who are like that, by the way. Who mm-hmm. are, I've seen people just do that to other people. I'm like, why wouldn't you... If you present, present someone a problem, why present not offer a solution. a solution? Correct. Even if
0: the solution doesn't work for that person, right. you already thought ahead. So now you can brainstorm together or let that person counteract. Correct. So you did everything on your end. Mm-hmm. So the only thing on my end was to play fair mm-hmm. and to play with grace. And it was even beautiful for me to see when he was like, thank you for being so like flexible. And I appreciate this, that and the third. And it's like, yo, for the sake of where our relationship has festered onto, And yes, it Mm -hmm. has been a business relationship with some like friendship aspect to it. It was like, we're now seeing, respecting and understanding each other. There are people who weren't even doing business things with me who were just not respectful, considerate or giving me grace. There's people in my, mm -hmm. there's people in my circle. And when like people ask about them and I'll tell anyone and I'm dying on this hill. If at any point, in the year one of me losing my mother unexpectedly, I felt like you crossed the boundary. I called you out and on a boundary and you disrespected that boundary or weren't able to bend to that, to that boundary that's a trigger and you're gone and you're no longer welcomed in my life at any capacity. I will never bend or let you come back into my life because again, as we said, this is pain that like we would never put on somebody, but to think about the magnitude of pain and the magnitude of the selfishness you can like put forth on someone who is still navigating through this journey and especially it being an unexpected journey to step into and it doesn't take away from the pain, unexpected or not unexpected because people have asked me that as well. It's still the same level of pain mm-hmm. for you to have that level of inconsideration or lack of grace. That is my biggest trigger that I can say out loud. And that is the biggest trigger that will have me never communicate with you again. And I die on that hill.
1: Note Noted. Mm-hmm. I will note that.
0: Uh, in-, in, in terms of like <clears throat> triggers as in
2: like words and stuff, or I mean, or memorabilia. Cause like I have like my mom's glasses, uh, I got a tattoo when I went to Mexico and it's like of the Virgin Mary. And I did that because, you know, just for her. Uh, but I do plan on having like other tattoos from like my other family members. Um, you know, what's very interesting in terms of like just listening to what you were saying and, and um, people crossing the boundary. One thing I kind of accepted and it was a conversation that I had with, uh, there's a guy named Wayno and he, uh, I, I, we used to do a show together. Um, and he's a really funny guy. It was funny how the show even happened. We just like, we were, we could just talk to each other, which is like awesome to me. You know, whenever you could just have like, a, a conversation with somebody. And, uh, you know, one thing, because he, he had dealt with a loss very recently at that time. And it sucks that I had, ca- I got in a phone call uh, and it was about talking about um, hospice. I don't know if y'all know what mm-hmm. hospice is. Mm-hmm. So, and for anybody who doesn't know what hospice is, is basically the place you kind of send a person to, to have the most the easiest way until the day Your comes last breath right um so they kind of mentioned that but we weren't there yet but we're gonna do it at home hospice is the whole process but one thing we talked about is kind of almost the fact that people don't give a fuck you know and i'm a big person that i take my job really seriously and i get really like i get really anxious if i don't get shit done like whenever cat texts me on a monday she's like hey uh this episode i'm like fuck <laughs> And then, and then like, in 20 you like, like 20 it's uploaded <laughs> Yeah cause it's not It's not that I dismissed the project or like, It's just that you Oh shit I was doing stuff And then yeah. I was like fuck um, So that helps a lot People don't give a fuck People don't care about uh, well, uh, I'm not gonna say everybody Correct right? But I feel like I don't expect people to give a fuck Right Which is almost where I, I feel like I got that from my family Where we were kind of like Yeah we don't really wanna Even say anything This is worrying me Because I don't know if the light Is supposed to be on or not you want to take a second yeah
1: okay, okay. see what i'm saying That's
2: anxiety. <clears throat> i can clear my throat <laughs> i can't stand <laughs> you, <clears throat> I, can it up. you can I can look stories. a little taller <clears throat> see this is uh, the anxiety i'm talking about that i'll think about working everything shit. is being laughed at right before, you know even yeah. this
0: intro like i love how raw this is so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm.
2: Even I mean, it wasn't in my a bad intro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Everything. Okay. Everything. Okay. Everything. I mean, I'm okay. editing this. I'll be there. I'll yeah. play it twice. <laughs> <laughs> but OK, so so let's say like that. See that. So I cared more about that than I don't know. Sometimes I throughout that period, I cared more about stuff like that than I cared about people trying to give me sympathy well i think it, it also has a lot to do with being
1: self-sufficient correct right because yeah. sometimes there are you know obviously there's different levels of sensitivity within us as yeah. as people depending mm-hmm. on where we are or what time of year whatever the case may be right but <clears throat> if you're self-sufficient it's almost like okay so i lost my mom what the fuck can you do about it right Right. That- you know, th- wh- what, th- there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. And I will say, like, you know, I obviously am not in neither one of your shoes, but there are certain situations in life where people are like, oh, well, tell me what's wrong and tell me, no, for what? Just so that you can know what's wrong with me and then you're going to do what we do. Yeah, that, that's a, that's you a, know? that plays a big part. Tell me one of okay. your, your what, is it? what is it called? Toxic positivity shit?
0: Oh, everything's gonna be fine. Yeah, everything's gonna be fine. Uh, Oh, yeah, it'll be
1: okay. They're in a better place. Keep your chin up. Yeah, like like all that
0: shit. That is actually a trigger for me. Telling me anything that you can get in a sympathy card. Save that shit. To be there for me is let me spew out the fucking thoughts I have and don't try to make sense of it. But you can give me positive reinforcement in a realistic aspect, and that's why I will stand uh, like ten toes down for the people who I consider my closest people, especially. Mm during this process because I would even have to softly like check some Mm -hmm. of them. And and when I say softly check, it's mm -hmm. like, I know you're trying to figure out and you're literally asking like, how can you be there? What can you do? What can you say? And it's my answer is always the same. You can't bring me my mom back. So you can't do anything. So since you can't do anything, just listen to the words I have to say make me feel seen, make me feel heard. And right. then at somewhere along the line, something's going to move you to say something that comes from the heart that will actually resonate with me. And that's what I need to hear.
2: Correct. Just respect every other aspect. Don't cross that, that. That was literally what you just said or even earlier. And just there's that line. Respect me as like a normal person and every other thing I do. And if you were to so uh, happen to find out about my situation, you know, just know that's a thing I'm dealing with right now. Right. And, you know, you don't have to be on eggshells. No just one. Take want, it no, yeah, right. Exactly. No one has to be on X shows. Right. We don't want to be. I mean, I don't want to be babied I can't speak for you. I'm, I'll say Never. the same though. Like we don't want to be babied We don't. I don't want someone to it hold it my be. hand because the <laughs> moments that I have, my the people who who need to see it are seeing it.
0: Correct. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Now earlier, um, you touched on um, faith and um, higher powers and things of that nature, and um, I don't know, you know, if you have any religious backgrounds or anything of that nature, but. Um, how do you how do you incorporate faith into any of this, right? Mm-hmm. What What is, does that, you know, there's people that they'll talk about and they're like, you know, I just, sometimes I just have to go to church and I just pray and I do this and I do that. They find different coping mechanisms, mm-hmm. right? And they find that within, you know, religion um, or whatever works for them. What are some of your coping mechanisms? How do you cope with it? If you're having a bad day, if you have, you know, what what
2: what what is your go to? Um so what was interesting about what you had said earlier is that I have a similar taste of the fact that I believe in a higher being. Um because I was raised Catholic, Same. I'll call him God Same. or them God. Um at the end of the day, I mean that's just that's my reference. Okay. I've learned from that, cool. But I'm obviously very like accepting of what other possibilities there are. Um, What was interesting is that My mom was very big on church Not like She didn't like Throw it down my throat Like go to church every Sunday But yeah, you know She liked her rosary And when quarantine was happening And some churches had mass Via like Facebook live She was mm-hmm. watching all that So I did get Put in a place Similar to yours Where it was like Why is this Why is the universe Doing this to this person Where there's so many Other horrible people mm. And then I'm just remembering I think this was like some Hamilton shit, if y'all ever seen Hamilton. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like death has, that's one of my there's no heroes or villains to death, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, death just, when it's your time, it's your time. Mm-hmm. And that's how I was kind of taking it. I was like, I guess it was her time type of shit, you know. Right. And, and I feel like, like, cancer is such a like, we couldn't find any other way to do it. So we're going to give you like an illness that like comes out of nowhere, like depending on your cause. Right. And then you're going to go out. It wasn't like an accident. It wasn't anything like that. So i was just like, all right, well, that's what I'm going to have to deal with for two years. Right. Um, and then belief wise, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm very close with just my immediate family, you know, which is my father, my sister, my nephew now. And I'll even say uh, my nephew's uh, father. We're all cool. And because I knew the right people were caring Mm-hmm. And we were all there like a team doing it to the last, to the last breath. I swear to you, the last breath. That brings me at ease. Okay. And that brought me at ease at that time. And then in a toxic way, how did I cope with it? Honestly, I thought I would be like drinking more. I thought I'd be smoking more. I thought I'd be doing other shit. I was just working too much. Okay. Which is not, could be a bad thing too. Over, overloading yourself. You know, forgetting that you have your own literal troubles that you got going on. But because at that time I was in a very like, I don't think people give a fuck. So why would I try that? Right. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I try to do whatever I could. Yep. But then also work a schedule where I'd be there for my mom and go to literally almost every appointment that she had. Right. So, yeah. Gotcha. And for you?
0: I think it comes into play with, it's also very similar, like growing up with this type of belief and mindset and i also wasn't immune to death like i grew up in a family and environment where not death wasn't celebrated but death was like they didn't sugarcoat it and for like i'm named after my dad's sister whom i've never met because she was killed in a car accident a drunk driver killed her um before i was born and almost similar to the your time is your time like it's one of those, we don't have control over that and I have control issues. And that definitely helped me with my control issues. Like, I literally can't control shit in this yeah. world anymore. So fuck it. Like, I'm just here off vibes. She's you a see.
1: little too at ease sometimes. And I'm just like, "Cat, what's going
0: on? Yeah, well, that's oh, yeah. me now because I'm mm-hmm. like, mm, yeah. am. <laughs> but um, I think with that, what was interesting is during the pandemic, so the year before losing my mom, and I keep saying this to people, if that year didn't occur, me now may be different with the All way right. that I was handling um the loss of my mother. And what one, do you mean as in
2: like the pandemic kind of
0: changed my mindset on a okay. lot of things? Okay. Right. So one thing that a friend said to me during the pandemic was, I feel like we're in a spiritual war. Interesting. And when he had said that, this was months before we lost Kobe. And then we lost Kobe and I like I was distraught off that alone. My mother even knew how distraught I was going to be because I love Kobe. Like Kobe was the reason why I loved the game of basketball and then loved who he was as a person to publicly fail, take accountability, and change and grow in front of us. That's what I found beautiful. Mm, Did not screw your face. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm thinking
2: this is the worst thing to be thinking about, but I was kind of thinking about... Vanessa? uh, No, didn't we... um, Chadwick? I feel like what was interesting that you said that is that there were some of the guests that you had on was not for season two? Nope.
0: Season one.
2: Or, or For season one, for like the second half of season one that we talking about that too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I see. It's the spiritual war thing that I'm trying to like really get into. But yeah.
0: So the spiritual war, like I'm still wrapping my mind around. And when someone had said that to me, they were also a guest on this season. They were two episodes before this. Mm-hmm. Um, when they had said it, it made me think about everything that is happening in the world. And then we had the Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. and like there's a shift in the black. Culture and community yeah. in general, like so many shifts have been happening yeah. since the pandemic and the pandemic was when we started losing a lot of people and it wasn't even for the pandemic. I didn't lose you didn't lose your mom to COVID. I didn't lose no, my mom yeah. to COVID. And like COVID started a massive loss Correct. to end everyone's life. There's not one person. You've also have mm-hmm. suffered losses and they weren't related to COVID as well. Correct. And with all of us suffering these losses, like we start reevaluating the way we've been living our lives, reevaluating our priorities. And it's like, we're breaking down those toxic traits. And for me, even when it comes to romantic relationships and not to take it off on like a different rail, if I can't think of an ending for someone, it means that person to me has a greater power. It's this weird thing with being so in tune with self and like Mm -hmm. universe and whatever you want to call it. um, I can almost feel and sense like, certain things not lasting or Mm -hmm. how things will actually fizzle and burn. Like I can predict it. I promise you, I could never predict my mother's death. No. However, during the pandemic, I had this weird fear. I was going to lose a parent and the parent was my father because he's older and he has more of the health issues. So to lose my mom was like, fuck, didn't see this coming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that I can never think of, like, what would it actually look like to lose your mom? Like, your mom? Like, your mom's a fucking superwoman. Fuck. Right. And, like, even people that came to the funeral were like, I looked at her as, like, a superhero. Like, anytime I would think about loss, I never thought of your mom. And, like, that was just being so constant. So, for me, it was, like, the confirmation of how high of a power I viewed this person who created me. And then for me to cope with that. Yeah. Literally. Created Mm -hmm. you Wow So when you cope with that And think about that You're like Yo this person is my creator Mm -hmm. I'm a product of this person And because I view this person In such a high light what can I do to honor this person? And that's when I talk about legacy. And when you talked about thought you were going to be drinking and smoking, so did I. Like, and I said it to you. I thought you were too. Yeah, like I thought I was going to go completely <clears throat> off the fucking deep end and off yeah. the rail. And I hadn't. And like, I cut back on my drinking. Mm-hmm. My smoking might have it intensified, but it intensified in a different aspect where it's like, I need to be in like thoughts that I'm not allowing myself to be in. I need to like feel and I'm not allowing myself to feel. And like, good I keep finding ways to like, avoid facing the music and it's not that i'm in denial and i keep telling people that it's not that i'm in denial it's like but i know if i sit with it how hard it's going to take me down so what can i do to not be taking down to that very depressive level because who knows how dark that level can be because you didn't expect this or how deep of a lawsuit that you're sitting in right so for me it was working it was doing those things like I had so many fears in life and putting myself out there. And this is a fear I didn't consider of mm. losing my mom. And this was my greatest fucking fear. And now that fear has happened. It's like, what the fuck else I gotta lose? Right. So fuck it, I'm gonna call this person out. Right, I'm gonna put my foot down here. I'm gonna take a bet on this. I'm gonna leave my corporate fucking job. I'm gonna move to a different borough and like that I said I never would move in. Because why else? What else can I be afraid of if my biggest fear happened and I'm still here? Right. every day is a fucking battle, but I'm still waking up every morning like, well, God gave me another day. So what am I going to do today? Yeah. I'm going to make a legacy. I'm going to show this person that I love and honor you so much that I'm going to fucking make a name for myself right. and prove to you that like in this short span you were here. And I feel like me and you both were dripped of your time here. I'm going to continue this. Right. I'm going to continue being this amazing person that the world saw you as and try to find a way where I can, today let me hold on to that right today let me be you in some aspect today let me take a bet on myself today let me prove to you that like everything you've ever done for me our family because again i'm only very close to my immediate family why it was worth it for you to be on this earth and how i will always forever honor you because i miss and love you so much so i can't tell you that in person anymore so let me show you
1: yeah. Now, you touched on something um, that's really interesting, right? And something that I've been dealing with in the past, I would say a year and a half, and it's feeling, right? I think a lot of us tend to mask mm. feelings with work, with mm. alcohol, with weed. We don't want to feel, mm-hmm. right? Because the minute we feel, we either are vulnerable or we think we're going to, um, you know, break. go down this crazy path or break or something like that, right? So I've been very... Um, adamant about being or sitting with my feelings, right? If I do feel something, okay, why am I feeling this way? What do I need to feel? Or if I'm not feeling something, how do I make myself feel something? Right. Obviously you both probably go through a lot more feels now than you did before. How do you, do you sit with your feelings? Do you try to run away from them? Um, what are some, maybe some unhealthy ways that you deal with it and what are some healthy ways that you
0: deal with
2: um, it? I'm trying to think about, you know, what's interesting to think of what the unhealthy things would be.
0: Our vices.
2: I mean, I guess drinking and like, yeah. I'll go party, but, but I wouldn't, I don't, I wouldn't go, I don't know, I wouldn't abuse it. Right, so that's As what I was going to say, because drink, I mean, I'm sure you drank and smoked before yeah, and, it happened, so... And I didn't, like, it would, like, that would, that would make me more sentimental and, like, okay. more emotional. Okay. Like, uh, like that's... Uh, so, yeah, so, uh, interesting you said that. So, on my birthday, mm-hmm. I definitely let out tears. Yeah. And I was at the bar, and I was, like, drinking. But, you know, I feel like I'm happy. I was happier knowing that I could let it out. More of yeah. like, it about, like, oh, here I am crying, whatever. Yeah. But, um... Good things, things how I do. I mean, it's also just how like Cass said, it's, 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 I mean, we're reflections of our parents. Mm -hmm. So whether they're here or not, our job really is to show what are like my, like my mom raised me, my dad raised me, my guardian raised me. So I'm a living proof of that because though I am like an element of my environment, I'm letting you, I'm almost showing you indirectly what I was taught, how I was raised and how strong I will be when they're here and when they have to go. Right. Uh, so that was one big thing for me. It was just like, you know, I, she, I, like when I got to talk to her, you know, that, that the good thing was that, you know, I guess I got to know her better, even more, but it was also kind of like, she always would throw like, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Don't throw everything away because this is happening, though. She understood that it hurt. Right. But she had lost her mom. Um, I mean, much older than what I was. But so she had lost her mom uh, before 40, which is well, I was going to ask you a question that I'll see for later. Um, but a healthy way, I kind of couple, I have a lot of pictures of her. OK, I have a lot of pictures of her. And of course, you know, like. I do photo video, So that was That is a benefit oh God, Yeah I didn't you know about that Yeah photo Yeah so like that's, the, that's a huge benefit Is I have things But I've realized I've found myself Not really looking at them mm-hmm. Because they will Trigger Figure. a little bit Yeah You know I have her As like my, the cover For my phone Like the home The lock screen um, And then like You know Stuff like that That's kind of like A way Like little small things We didn't do a funeral mm. Fun facts And I, I'm glad we did it because it goes back to the idea that it's like, what are you going to say to me that I'm like, I, I, the respect is appreciated. Right. So when someone acknowledged it, because obviously I had said something about it and then they give my, the they give their condolences and that's it. Cool. Um, but I don't know. I didn't want to do uh, her bodies there. And then, you know, and then people like go say something or whatever and I, we didn't want to do all that. And she didn't want to do all that. Okay. She didn't want that. She she wanted to be uh she's uh uh gosh, what is it called? Cremated. Mm. So we have in like on a vase and shit. Yeah. You know? Like she didn't want to do the whole funeral process and whatever. Um, so I guess what I get to hold on to is uh pictures, the memories. Yep. I get to look back at those and be like, cool, that happened, whether when I was a kid or as a recent. But more specifically, I like looking at the stuff that was before everything that had happened because right. I feel like, you know, that's just the, not the best time. Right. But at least I get the memory. You know, what, what makes me wonder sometimes is like, what is too young to lose a parent? Right. Because I always have heard, you know, when I turned 21, I was like grateful because a lot of people don't get to make it to 21. Or 18 or 30. And one thing I kept hearing. black. And one when thing I kept hearing five. is that you should never, your, your, your uh, parents should never bury, bury their, child. their child. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck. Because like, you don't want to see your parents go. But right. that's life. Right. Yeah. I mean, just looking, looking, trying to look at things positive. That was, I guess, the best thing I could do. Right. Yeah.
1: And for you?
0: Um, Well, one thing that I thought was interesting when he had said, like, the age to lose a child, because when you, I mean, to lose a parent. Because for some people, they lose a parent even though their parent is alive. And that's something to consider as well. Um, So that's something that I did consider in, like, my pain and um, both of my parents. So I've grown up with two grandparents in total and they both have been grandmothers. I had never experienced a grandfather. Both of my grandfathers passed way before I was born. Um, the age I was when I lost my mom, my dad was two years older than I was when he lost his dad, cancer. Um, my mom lost her father when she was maybe five. So she barely has any recollection memory of him at all. Um and then when I say like people lose parents, even when their parents are still alive, is the ones that they don't have a relationship with. They don't even know where they are. And that's a lot of people's stories as well. And that's also a grief that people have to live with. Right. Um, and my sister's biological father has not been present in her life for majority of her life as well. So that's something that I also consider too. With that and like with having that consideration, it, Also showed me, and I always knew it, and, you know, I, like, take pride in being a friend that can be there and supportive of others, even if I don't understand what they're going through. I have witnessed, experienced, or have met a lot of friends in my circle who have experienced that loss. So to know that they're, I'm not literally the only one in this circle. I'm not going through this battle alone does bring me weird comfort. Like, I don't. It's really when you feel isolated where those isolated thoughts can really take over and be detrimental. So when you don't feel isolated and you feel like there's a community of those that are going through what you're going through and you see each other like literally trying every day, Mm -hmm. it kind of gives you a little bit of that push and nudge, even if you're not talking about it. It's like there's someone else who's.
1: It's almost like that safe
0: space. Yeah. Like you feel. It's a safe space as well as a motivational factor. Like we're not we're we're not saying it. It's Mm -hmm. unspoken. We all know we have it but I see you out here doing it. So it's right. going to make me want to be out here and doing it too. Yeah. Because right. if he can do it, why the fuck can't I? There's ease. So then would, yeah. Would, yeah.
1: would you say that working together and having gone through something like this at different times, but within the same year has
2: probably motivated the two of you to keep going? To, you know,
0: unspokenly, I would say um, um,
2: like, it, it, you know, we never, I don't think we've ever had like a full no? long conversation, but acknowledged it. Like when, when it happened for you, I remember I, I hit you up and then I think I saw you, not that far after that my mom passed that she like acknowledges it and that's and but it was all respect wise mm-hmm. period you know um I wouldn't say like I've I've been like you know like me and her stuff the same, same law so let's work more together yeah. but you know I don't know I, I keep that in consideration same. like but you you know what's interesting I never think of like asking you how you feel about it same only because I don't know I feel like I don't want to be asked about it. So I kind of don't want to ask about it.
1: But do you feel as though if you do want to ask about it or if you, if it just occurs to you to ask, cause maybe, you know, Eden might be, he may be a little weird lately. And he may be Damn. acting weird or vice versa. Do you feel comfortable asking the question or, you know, just being to the point like, Hey, are you okay? Are you, is this, is this triggering you? Is this bothering you? You know?
0: I feel like we've had those moments cause there's yeah. been like, guests that have come on and I know what the topic is gonna be and I'll give him a pre-warning. Okay.
2: Which which the pre-warning immediately lets me say yes. Okay. Because you're just telling me. But even if I had just found out here, I wouldn't be like I wouldn't right. have been storm out the room. Oh, right. <laughs> see, but that's but that's fair. So you see, we, I mean would you want like a warning in the future of let's say if you were to go on a show or something like that and they were gonna definitely hit that note.
0: Yes and no. I feel like I would like to be prepared because of the Emotional touch that's going to hit, and I don't know like how deep in this conversation you're trying to get. Right. Yeah, but I would also say no because I will talk about stories about my mother. Or I will bring my mother up, or mm-hmm. other people may like say a memory or ask a question, or I may have to correct someone and tell them something. And that's something that I just have to keep in my mind that this is just going to be life forever. Like yeah, right. not everyone is going to know, not everyone is going to remember at every mm-hmm. moment, or just know how to operate. And as long as I can tell the difference between like malicious and intent, like if I can understand your intent, then I can move forward. If right. I feel like that intent again, with that boundary and that line, is like how, how are we about to have right. this plan out? Right, because right. again, I'm the firecracker. So am mm-hmm. I about to shoot off one today or not? Right.
2: And for me, like I've never, I would, I would say, I would want to say something to you, like I'm thinking of now, or to anybody who I know that had recently lost someone and I realized this, like, I'd want to make sure I'd get, I'll say one thing and make sure it's the one thing. And, and whenever they're ready to reach back out or whatever, like, that's fine. Or I'd probably, I haven't seen a moment where I'm like, okay, well, this is like the right time to talk about this. Because mm-hmm. I've had a lot of people and just people I don't know, like either hit me up and tell me like, you know, sorry for your loss, which is like really appreciate it don't get it twisted but I've also had like in person social interactions where someone just kind of just goes into a whole conversation about it yeah. I'm like this ain't the time
0: like right. I'm in a good yeah. mood I'm well, taking shots so how do
1: you respond to that though right like do you say like oh thank you so much but I don't want to talk about yeah. that right yeah, you 100% like, can okay. I,
2: I'm, I'm just a very like I almost make it for I almost just do it for them and I'm like I feel like you kind of want to talk about yeah. this more right. than I do so, you so you I'm like sure let's go about it because then it also makes it it almost kind of trains my brain about the whole reality that you said that this is like this is forever right so people are gonna ask you now or later and right you can't always be prepared for what yeah, they're gonna exactly. have yeah. Of that and it's really it's really you yourself that trains yourself to know how to deal with the situation what how to what answer will cut the conversation uh, fast and then what answer will make a long conversation and so, where do you
0: feel comfortable today yeah
2: Right. Right. How comfortable do
0: you feel today sharing what you feel like sharing? Right. And you have control of that. And it's acknowledging that that you have control of that because there's other people in my circle as well. And there's a very, very close friend of mine who he will divert the conversation. Meanwhile, I can be open to having it longer. Mm -hmm. But as soon as he diverts, he who also has experienced the same type of loss. That's where he is at. And I'm going to respect that. Right. I'm not going to push because I'm more comfortable. And this person is asking to continue having this conversation. Someone in our presence is no longer comfortable. And I'm respecting that.
1: Gotcha. Now, um, sometimes, again, some losses are unexpected. Some we know it's going to happen. We just don't know exactly when. But we know it's coming. Um, And that goes for everybody. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Is there anything you wish you would have done differently? prior to things happening,
2: happening. Mm. Oh, you go first.
0: Yes and no. Um, No, because for people who know me, know that we had our therapy journey the year before she passed. And literally a year before she passed, we weren't in a good space. We were not in a good space. I didn't want to speak to her. Like, it just was not good. And throughout that entire year, and then even considering the pandemic, seeing like the growth level we went through, like I replayed our text messages a year from the day she passed. And it was interesting to see how like it was just sharp and wasn't well. And then to see like the up and down and then the constant, like it was a transition, a beautiful transition. The day she took her last breath, the last messages between us was me, her and my sister. And we were all laughing and like making jokes amongst each other. Right. So I get to be like, yo, she left and we were in a good fucking space. That's great. And not only were we in a good fucking space, it was we had a very uncomfortable conversation in front of a therapist where we were able to like put shit out there amongst the two of us. And we had two therapy sessions. So one was me and her. And one was me, my sister, my father, and her. We had a whole family session. And in the family session, and even the way the family session went, like, I had called out to her at the end of the day, she's a Caribbean woman. She was born in the Caribbean. And I said to her, the fact that you are doing things that you don't even believe in or are outside of your norm, off of the strength of making sure the people you love the most, which is everyone sitting in this room, speaks fucking volumes.
2: It takes a lot. A
0: lot To be like I'm gonna meet you Where you wanna be met Because I love you so much Even if I don't agree with you Right
2: Especially in a a Generational Oh yeah Definitely And
0: that's a strong one Mm -hmm. That I'm watching A lot of my friends Still struggle through Mm -hmm. And even though I struggled with her For a really long time I got her there She got there And we had there Before she left me Right That alone Has like Gotten me Through it I kinda forgot your question
1: I forgot it too Um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, it was I, I think oh would you a, have done anything different. anything different right, right yeah, anything right, different right,
0: right. um i think the only thing i would have done differently was now i have more questions mm-hmm. and it's not even like bad questions but it was just like damn if i knew time was limited like this there would have been more questions i would have asked right or more things i would have said directly to get to that like level of like I hate the idea of, like, even relationships when they end and you don't have that good closure. I don't like not knowing. I don't like the what was this last question and what was this answer to. I don't like shows that end weird like that. Like, this is going to bother me forever and I'm never going to watch a replay because I'm always going to remember that I don't know how this ends. Right. That's the only thing that I wish I would have done differently. I wish I would have thought of the questions that I wanted to know. Gotcha.
2: Um, For you? You know the interesting contrast that I was walking into for this overall was, I think the biggest thing is the fact that your situation was sudden. And I guess you could say I had time, mm-hmm. right? To, I guess, and it was, which someone actually, so I used to work for this comedian and, and I had let him know cause he was, he was my boss and he kind of was one of the first people to try to put like a positive side to it. And like, well, I guess, sure. What's inevitable is going to happen, but he's not going to throw that into my face. But, I guess a, a harsh reality is that you have the time to figure things out which was yes was mildly true sure you know but when you when you're dealing with a situation it's kind of like you're dealing with the the situation that's at hand and then trying to bring comfort to someone who knows what the inevitable inevitable is undoubtedly in a, in a less amount like, and you you don't even know when And you don't even know when, like no one, I don't think anyone here is living right now thinking they're going to die tomorrow. No, you know, so that sucks because you can't, it's like, it's an empathy. Yeah, you can't. And then like, sometimes I'm, I forgot what's the word, but it's, it's funny because, like, it's empathy, blah, blah, and then blah, blah. But I would I would feel her pain of the fact that she realized sometimes that there's a day right. that this is going to happen. Long story short, no, I don't have any, any real regrets. Um, and I kind of didn't try to go for the whole, like, I need to know this before you're gone kind of method either. Because the worst thing was... Almost remi- like you wouldn't think about it, but like, for example, someone was kind enough to purchase uh, an experience to go see, to be in the Empire State Building, right? For me, my mother, and then another family member. But the reason for that was for the fact is that she has cancer. So realistically, you're in there, you're like, why am I here? Oh, it's because I have cancer. So that kind of sucks. You know, we she hated special things to be done, because here we are reminding me again that this might be the last one, right? So, uh, yeah, I didn't have any, I didn't have any real regrets. So, yeah. thank you for that,
1: right? Because I think, I think if if it's, it's something that I think we all think about, right? Like, what do you, what do you, what can I do now before or what you wish you had done, or, or what you yeah. wish you had done, you know, before that person left us, um. Now to switch gears just a little bit, I personally I have um, I have a really good friend of mine whose mom is battling stage four cancer, um, and then I have people um, people that I know who are not necessarily in the best space with their mom, um, or with a parental with a, with a parental person, a guardian parental a parental unit, unit guardian, parental right? unit is hilarious. <laughs> what advice? do you have for these people and I asked because uh, one friend in particular had asked me to connect them with Kat oh because it was like oh my god like Why? I don't know what to right, do right I'm like <laughs> oh god yeah it was like I don't you know what to, to do i somebody I'd be like look
0: bitch <laughs> Man, get your I want, shit together the right. last
2: thing I wanted to do is talk to anybody who was losing their mom at the same <laughs> time or had gone through that right uh, I don't know the, for me for me
0: no no that's also again because
2: I, I was like I'd, I'd be like yeah i don't want to say anything wrong and then yeah you always it's like an immediate fear of triggering so that would that would be my immediate fear for let's say even cat i don't want to even though you would be i feel like you would be comfortable and i would come to you you respectfully like about how to talk about the situation but there's i don't want to make her go through that memory right you know even though we're obviously having open dialogue about this right now right so
1: so in in theory it's almost selfish of someone to ask that
0: so it's th- because it's nah. self serving
1: but but no nah. but they're not taking into consideration what that can trigger intent
0: in- again it's intent oh, and okay. in how you approach somebody it's a person if you, yeah you know? if you're saying yeah. hey i understand this what would you feel comfortable would you how are you presenting this topic to me yeah that's what's going to get me to speak
2: yeah gotcha okay i think that i think that's the best set is it's, it's but, how you're it's the approach
1: Mm-hmm.
2: right because I wouldn't, I don't want, I never saw Kat as in like, well, Kat is the person I should talk to. Not that, that they would say it like that, but I'm just saying right. there ha- there will be people who feel that way. And that's cool. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I've spoken about this before on the platform. Yeah. And that's kind of my way of trying to ease it for people. Right. That, that you- The idea is a, is a thing. And like you said, there's comfort in knowing that there's other people in this world who are dealing with the same thing right. Who have dealt with the same thing. You know, my father literally lost his father. The year, the year before, we lost my mom. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So like, lost dad and then lost the mother of my children. Right. Yeah. It's like it, it's it's common and especially I'm not gonna lie, at our age, you know, that's where the whole young thing kind of sometimes I think about. I'm like, did I lose my mom young? You did. Or old? Because because there is an expectancy of like, I guess it, I guess you'd be we'd we'd hit that old, which is something I want to ask you. In a, in a second, actually, there's an old where you have a child, mm-hmm. mm. and they see the child. So now my mom got to see my nephew, right? Mm. Which is dope. I think it's great, and I'm not gonna lie. I feel like she definitely held through the smallest bit of strength she had just because he was gonna be born, mm-hmm. and then it kind of Loki went downhill. Yeah, she was like, "All right, now I gotta. uh This is what I wanted. I'm out." Now, if it's okay for me to ask, of course, do you have that? Do you how often do you get do you get that feeling of the okay. fact that uh that your mom won't be your mom won't be see your child all the time. When I got the
1: message, and then I was in an Uber on my way to your house. It's the one thing I thought about because it was fun. Because
0: people don't know that you were the one to drive me to my parents' house. Right when I right. lost my mother, because he was the fr- I don't I, I don't just,
1: know how was the first one that she called. But I was like I know he's
0: off. He's over the bridge, I was, Felix. I was cool. laying
2: in bed. Um, that says a lot though. I hope you know that. Yeah, because I have no like idea of the friendship you guys have, Mm -hmm. but I feel like you can't just trust anybody with that moment of vulnerability. Right. That's like it's probably a lot more intense internally than you might have probably thought. Right. And I don't know if you were calm or you were going crazy and everything. We were making
1: jokes, but then it was like we crack jokes and then she'll just start crying out of nowhere. It's like, okay, I don't know. Do I start crying, too? What do we do? How do we do this?
0: You and it was I mean. almost like he's awkward enough where he's just gonna let me be <laughs> in the, my but that's shit. That's the vulnerability yeah.
2: really That's appreciated. You were there yeah. to just understand that she, she, could, just go through, her she could go through. She could go through yeah. all these phases, and which is what happens with me and my friends too. That they know they don't really ask me about stuff, but they know if I gotta let something out, I will let it out. Yeah. Sometimes it might be a fucked up joke. Sometimes I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I'm like that." Yeah. And then that's it. And then that, that's how I go through it. But I'm sorry. You were gonna say? Well, no, no. I. You, we were
1: talking about you know. Uh, parents seeing their grandkids and things of that nature. But Kat always uh, was very adamant about, you know, my mom is going to not only deliver, she's going to deliver my child, but she's going to be the grandma, right. you know, obviously. Duh. Um, so, you know, in, in what Eden is asking you, it's the one thing that for me has always stayed there. And I remember you saying that in the, on the car ride to Long Island. And it was, but at the moment for me as the driver, um, it was very surreal you know it's like whoa like if this really happened like if everything that's happening now really happening yeah it was just very weird and it probably was the same for you Uh, yeah yeah. i was just gonna say still still to this day it doesn't feel
2: real
0: right and i think that's the part that trips me up and then you get into those moments where it feels real and then you're reminded how real it is and Mm -hmm. then you're like again when i say i'm not in denial i'm not in denial but it it still feels very surreal i feel like
2: that's what people think that people who've lost a person just feel immediately but i can see where it happens though right but i'm on the same page as you
0: because it's it's not like we can't deny what is our reality but we can still feel like yo this is our reality like oh shit this is our reality right and then you get reminded by it and that's what can be triggering is like the reminder of oh shit this it's still my reality. And then that's when you can randomly like break down crying and then be like, all right, let me wipe these tears and go like do whatever I have to do right now. Right. And um, I think that's what I think of. And like, yes, I think heavily about, cause I think about the connection I have with my mother. And I think about the conversations I've had with my mother and the desires of my mother to be a grandmother. To, when we've talked about like right. my wedding and things of that, to that nature, like, we've spoken about it to the sense of we've painted this picture where you're there. Right. So in the moment of you not being there and me not being there, is like we are not going to get that moment and experience. And now I have to repaint my entire future. Yeah. And I didn't expect that. Right. And because I didn't expect that, that's where the pain comes from. Like, fuck. Like, yeah. so whenever I think about that moment, that moment is going to have a tainted heart. Right. Like, Giving birth will be a beautiful experience, and then I'm going to be crying because my mother is not there. Getting married is going to be a beautiful experience, and then I'm going to cry at my wedding besides the fact of it being my wedding because my mother is not there. Correct. On my 30th, like granted, you guys weren't there at that moment. After the 30th, at the bar we were at afterwards, I looked to her friend and I said, I'm going to go cry now. And she was like, No, you're not. And I said, Nope, I am. And I went outside and I broke down because it was like, Yo, this is 30 and 30 has so much. That's what much. 30
2: got, gave you. Yeah.
0: So well, much. Right before, yeah. yeah, And she's not here. And birthdays are our thing. And even though I felt her there and everyone felt her there and you couldn't deny her energy wasn't there. She's physically not here. And I have to sit right. in this moment and be sad. Right. Mm-hmm. She's not here. And I have to remember that for the rest of my life. I'm going to sit in every happy moment and be sad. Right. Because she's not here. Right. And that's how I think about it. It's, it's bitter. I tell people I have a bittersweet life until the day I die.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a way to put it. A good way to put it because it's like the, the thoughts are always there. Right. They're always there. You just, but you can't let it consume you. air. Right. You can't because then it's because they're not going to want you to live your yeah. life with that feeling as strong anyways. That it affects your life. Where you're not doing shit because then guess what? Now you're not doing what they kind of wanted you to do in the first place, whether they were there or not. Right. It, it tarnishes the whole thing. Um, fun fact: I well, I, mean, I was gonna ask you when was the last time you cried about your mom? Two days ago. Not that that was the fun fact. Oh, uh, I was about to yeah, say. Oh, okay. Sorry. Two days ago, the last time I cried was like two weeks ago, two to three weeks ago, and it was it was funny to me only because like I had like gone like we I went out with like. Co-workers, and then we got fucked up, and then, then I went home, and it was all cool, and then, until I got there, then I was like looking pictures. See, I was look, I saw one picture on my desktop. And I'm like, fuck, and then I oh, I usually, but whenever I think of my mom, I'll usually post it on my Instagram. I'm like, I could put this on my store I don't give a fuck. Uh, Which well, are really nice, by the way. Thank. I enjoy those. I appreciate that. from you. Yeah. Yeah. Like this just and that's like mm-hmm. if you see that, that's literally I had just thought about my mom very particularly. I'm definitely crying. Yep. Like you'll is there and i proceeded to eat like a whole hero grilled chicken sandwich and i was totally cool it's like a weird it'll be like a big wave and i'm like "Mm -hmm, i gotta fuck up this chicken sandwich yeah
0: Yeah. it's always a big wave
1: so um edin is actually on this side right now so i don't know how much time we have left Uh,
0: oh we could do
1: we could do like low like five minutes like five minutes okay i have one question unrelated to this is that the camera that is It's the one in the middle uh, with the, oh, the right there with the thing. With the, mm-hmm. Why isn't that teleprompter on? Oh well, because so we have nothing. Uh, yeah, uh, right. Noted. Um, was that, that the question? W- well, that was one. Oh. Um, so we're getting ready to wrap this up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I have something that I want to leave people with, but before that, is there anything you'd
2: like to? Interesting that we're making this about Felix when it was all about.
0: Us. Well, Hello? because I'm Can you peeped that because I'm
1: the host.
2: <sighs> I'm not the host,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> like you sitting next to the host, <laughs> the fat.
2: You're moderating. So you want to ask the question? No,
0: go ahead. Say so what you got to say.
2: Does this give you anxiety, by the way? Because I, I realized I'm, like halfway through this, I was like, damn, I feel like, or you. I apologize in advance just in case. I was like, damn, I just realized the conversation. I'm doing literally the thing I was uh, trying to avoid to do for people, which is like talk about my mom or like the experience and then possibly in f- like instilling the fear in your head like, fuck, this is going to happen. One day. Oh, I no, think I think about it all the time.
0: Yeah, um, it's undeniable at this yeah, point. People yeah. are always going to think about it, especially being close friends or right. friends or yeah. know the person who's going through it. It's, well, yeah. it's just always going to be a thought. But I think what it does is it helps bring different thoughts about how they will handle it yeah. and the fact that it is possible and capable to live through it. Right. So that's what I and I again, when I think about the fact that I lost my mom, it's like I grew up with two parents who didn't have one of their parents right. the whole time raising Right.
2: What was your question, Felix? It wasn't a question. Well, it was,
0: oh. a, question. Yeah,
1: you said it was a question. It was, uh, no, it was just I wanted to know what you would want to leave people with you uh, know, oh. after, after this this conversation. I know that some people may see it as something heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, it may be a trigger yeah. for other All people. Other people that,
0: might put a trigger warning in the beginning. Yeah.
1: Right, right. It may be a trigger for other people. But um, for those of you who lasted this long and watched till the end, you know, what is something that you'd like to leave people with?
2: Um, <laughs> you know, it's interesting because it's like, what could there's just a lot of things, and that was the funny thing about coming to this today because I was like, I should prepare about thinking things, and I absolutely didn't. But Dang. I knew I was able to just kind of like, mm-hmm. speak only, the heart. what can I leave people with? I mean, you know, it might be it, it, if I say it's corny, then it's gonna be corny, so it's not corny, but live your life to exactly. the best that you can, like, however you can. Because shit's going uh, Dev is...
0: Inevitable.
2: Inevitable. Yeah. It's going to happen to either you or somebody. Uh, and if it's a relative, I'm sure they're going to want you to just kind of move forward. But keep them in your memories. Absolutely.
0: Mine would be similar. But mine would be living your truth. Mm-hmm. And living your truth every day. So if you're having a day... Instead of like trying to truck through the day and be a ticking time bomb in the day, I'm having a day. Day is a day. My day is more heavy than whatever the fuck you're presenting to me right now. Right. And that's the reality of my day to day. So I don't give a fuck. And I'm not going to get back to you. And it's not that I don't fuck with you. It's just this shit right here is what's consuming me. Right. And I feel comfortable saying this is what's consuming me. I don't have it for you. And I'm standing firm in that. And again, when we talk about grace and being considerate and being empathetic people, which is a lost language mm-hmm. in our society, mm-hmm. if you can't respect that, that's fine. Because when I get out of that day, I'm going to remember that. Right. And I'm not going to remember you moving forward. And you'll be the one asked out.
2: Is kind a type to hold grudges? I'm
0: mm-hmm. petty. I don't hold grudges. I'm very petty.
1: Mm-hmm. Very petty.
2: I've just, never been on that side. That's why. On the you don't want to
0: be. Oh, wait,
1: on, on that. Yeah, no, uh-uh. Mm -mm. I was there once.
0: No, you weren't. Mm. Okay, I might take petty jabs, but I was never like grudge petty. You
2: got to be petty with your friends sometimes. Exactly, to
0: show them that you're not the motherfucking one. That's some
2: bullshit. Um. He will
0: try you. (laughs) He's the type of friend who will try and push his limits until he gets fucking checked. I
2: have no comment.
0: But it's accountability also on the other party. <laughs> and that's
2: it. Also, you did a great job moderating this, by the way. You did. Well, I'm going
0: to fumble a little bit. Really? Mm. Yeah. You were sweaty when you sat down, so that made me a little. Nervous. Wait, I mean,
1: I was walking fast and having MTA issues, but what I wanted to leave um, the oh wait that camera. Mm-hmm. I keep looking down. at the white the yeah. white one. What um, I did want to leave people with, uh, and it was something that came up when you were speaking of how you know one of y- the ways you cope with everything was by working a lot and. Yeah. Um, there is something online it's called the tree of addiction. I don't know if you've heard of it. I don't know oh. if you've heard of it. But the tree of addiction will explain a lot of our issues mm. and where they stem from. And it's literally a drawing of a tree with the root, with the trunk and then the branches. And it it shows you where the root of our problems come from and one of them being grief and then one of them being workaholic as one of the branches. Uh, I so see that. It's it's something that I encourage. It changed my life when I saw it. My therapist showed it to me, and now I show it to everyone. Um, But it's something that I encourage everyone to Google, and keep a copy of, and just look at it and check yourself, right? Because sometimes we can get so caught into whatever feeling what we're feeling at that moment, whether it's grief, it can even be happiness, it can be anything, right? But we get so caught up in that moment that we don't know how to push forward and um by looking at that you see okay you know what i'm grieving right now and i'm turning to work or i'm turning to that you know hero um or whatever it is that i'm turning to i need to stop mm-hmm. because this is an addiction mm-hmm. and if i continue it's going to get worse and worse and worse yeah for, i think one of the first steps is just Acknowledge. yeah absolutely yeah. cool so
0: that's but, loving in your truth though
1: Yeah, living in your truth, which we talk about a lot, but a lot of people don't necessarily live in their truth. It's Mm -hmm. more of a concept. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is cool. I need to live in my truth or I'm an empath or I'm this I'm that. You don't even know what What it means. means, You know, so on that note, thank you all for tuning in and uh, thank you all for being vulnerable and talking to me. And I don't know how to close this thing out because I don't host on a regular basis, but um
0: As always, you can tune into bam. the conversation with hashtag blackmancry2. That's how many O's? Double O. A mm-hmm. two O's. And we are going to be in production and planning for season four. Edin has some amazing plans for me to get to elevate the conversation for season four. And for viewers to know, we are going to be allowing other women on the couch with us. I was just going to say that. Yeah. So we're going to have bigger conversations. Awesome. And inviting other parties into the conversations moving forward. And we're going to take the conversations on the road this season again.
1: Awesome. I like that.
0: Thank you again. This has been a special. Bonus. Episode of Black Men Cry 2. Yeah. T-O-O. Thank you, guys. All
1: right.